0: What's up Far Far Away Family, welcome to Star Wars Audio Archives. So how's everyone doing today? I hope all is well on your side of the galaxy, nothing new out here in the Outer Rim. I think everyone is just going crazy waiting on Andor to come out, and we only have like one day to wait because it releases tomorrow. So I only got a couple of things to cover. First is this crazy thing that is happening on the game front. Some of the best Star Wars games are currently on sale in a bundle for 10 bucks. Star Wars is one of the cornerstones of entertainment and has managed to stretch way beyond George Lucas's films. It has expanded into books, comics, TV shows, and of course video games. Star Wars has some of the most beloved video games out there, thanks to how well they fulfill the wishes of fans. They have enhanced the universe and delivered a satisfying gameplay, even for people that don't even care about the sci-fi series. With that being said, and given how old the industry is at this point, there are decades of games and some fans may have missed out or haven't ever even played them yet. Thankfully, the latest bundle offers a way to experience some of those Star Wars games. The new Starlight Bundle includes 17 games for a total of $10, including some of the most acclaimed Star Wars games out, plus Aliens vs Predators and some LucasArts titles like Grim Fandango. Even if you just pay a dollar, you will get Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Alien vs Predator, Full Throttle Remastered, and Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Proceeds from this bundle will go to the Starlight Children's Foundation, which helps bring games and other fun items to children's hospitals. Needless to say, it is a great deal for some amazing games and it all goes towards a good cause. Here is all the games included in this $10 bundle, and bear with me because I'm trying to read this off. Alien Colonial Marine Collections, Aliens vs Predator Collection, Days of Tentacles Remastered, Full Throttle Remastered, Grim Fandango Remastered, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, Lego Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, Pinball FX Marvel Pinball Season 1 and 2 Bundle, Star Wars Pinball Season 1 Bundle, Star Wars Pinball The Last Jedi, star wars jedi knight jedi academy star wars jedi knight jedi outcast star wars knights of the old republic star wars knights of the old republic 2 the sith lords star wars force Unleashed ultimate sith edition that was a lot of games and if you weren't already aware knights of the old republic is one of the best star wars games and one of the best rpg games of all times courtesy of bioware The game is currently getting remade for playstation 5 and pc so if you wanted to see what the original version was like there's no better time than right now even star wars the force unleashed is great and it was one of the last star wars titles made by lucasarts before disney took ownership i personally don't play any video games i just don't have the time but this sounds like a great deal in my opinion and all those games for ten dollars and the proceeds help sick kids i don't think you can go wrong with this deal i don't even play games and i want to buy this Well, since Andor comes out tomorrow, I thought we'd build up the hype even more. The first four episodes of a 12 episode first season were made available for screening, and those lucky viewers are taking to social media with their reactions. Fans have been hungry to learn more about Andor and the whole story of a thief turned rebel. Now it sounds like they're in for a dark and exciting adventure. So let's get to the reactions, starting with Dirk Libby. He said he was pleased with what he's seen so far, but says it takes a few episodes for the series to get going. Meredith Loftus of Collider called the first four episodes a big win. It starts with an impressive story, she praised the score, and says the new droid B2EMO is everything. Peter Scorretti of Slash Films is one of the people commenting on the darker mood of Andor, calling it more adult than previous Star Wars projects. So hopefully they aren't those fans that just think because it's Star Wars it automatically makes it good, and they're looking at it as a whole. But we only have to wait like one more day to find out for ourselves actually it's less than a day if you're anything like me because i will be waking up at like two in the morning to watch it to me new star wars is like christmas i'm not gonna get any sleep knowing that new star wars is coming out i'm gonna be tossing and turning okay so what else do we got for today is there any game of Thrones fans listening to the show because last saturday miltos Yiller ramon was on lightsaber radio he was cyril pharrell on that show and he was also in star wars the force awakens plus too many other things to list but he was very fun to talk to and gave a great deal of insight into those worlds like always there is a link in the show notes okay we didn't do a fun fact this week we have been really really busy over here at sway so we didn't get around to it but it will just let us get to brotherhood faster because when we left off last week all we wan was thinking about Sateen. and what if mandalore joined the separatists and he had to fight against her or what would happen if they joined the republic and he had to fight alongside her what if Anakin found out how he felt about her just a whole lot of things going through his head so let's jump into the book and find out what's happening now but first the starting of the story intro thingy I don't know what to call it I'm trying to come up with something but let's get to it you have you're not just back let me take your fast, fast, fast
1: away. I hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. Anakin Skywalker. A vacuum in the force. Anakin had felt this in recent weeks. Random pockets throughout the Jedi Temple, and only the Jedi Temple, with a force cut off for a mere instant like those rare occasions when a patch of air stood perfectly still despite being surrounded by an outdoor breeze those pockets were fleeting tickling his senses long enough to get his attention before dissipating into the flow of the force it had emerged more in the recent weeks and he'd figured it simply had to do with the turmoil they all felt at the outbreak of the war so it was quite strange to feel it here of all places A small training room in the temple, a place mostly used for Padawans and initiates. He'd arrived a few minutes early, mentally prepping for the challenge of speaking to younglings. And as he walked in, another group bounded out. Younglings across all ages, from ones whose legs stumbled over each other to an older Zabrak girl. They all passed, though Anakin found himself reaching into the Force trying to make sense of the odd sensation. It echoed a long-lost feeling in himself, touching on something from his own early years when an overwhelming loneliness drove a fury that nearly wedged between him and the Force itself. Master Skywalker! One of the younglings shouted, interrupting his contemplation. And then another, and then another, and suddenly he faced a pressure quite unlike anything his focus returning to the present the younglings were listening in fact their attention seemed so wrapped that it only increased the pressure on anakin to say something brilliant he'd been able to recall and recite all of the details padme impressed upon him informing obi-wan about things like trade federation governmental structure namoidian cultural quirks and how to say hello in pack-pack. And yet his memory fizzled while trying to speak in front of younglings. The speech he'd prepared completely blanking on him. This turned out to be much more difficult than all the other times he'd been assigned to teach younglings. Explaining piloting safety, showing basic lightsaber forms during a training session, even escorting Jedi initiates to Ilum for the Gathering. Those were all physical tasks, establishing the basics of Jedi training and culture. But this was personal and complicated. What I learned on the way to becoming a Jedi Knight, Anakin started visualizing the speech he'd written on a datapad. All of the powers available through the Force, physical miracles, sensory impossibilities, mental alterations, and yet none of those gave him the snap recall for this presentation. He really should have brought that data pad instead of attempting to improvise. Ten younglings in front of him, all eyes trained on him regardless of age or species. Sorry, let me start again, he said with a half smile. What I learned on the way to becoming a Jedi Knight. Humility, trust, focus all of the tenets of the Jedi Order. But most of all, I learned about myself. Master? Yes, youngling, Anakin said, pointing at Kath Irongris, the young Mon Calamari girl, with a thick white hand up. What's Hamalti? She asked in a squeaky voice. No, it's humility. That's what I said, Hamalti. Wait, 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 he said, palms out. Anakin managed to stifle his frustration, a reminder to himself that he was supposed to be some sort of role model here. Of course, Obi-Wan would have laughed at the idea of him trying to explain humility. Humility is when you don't think you know everything. I mean, when you know you should ask for help. As in, there's no... His lips pursed and he tried to not allow his exasperation to overtake him. Can we see your lightsaber? Oh, what color is your lightsaber? I bet it's green. Shh, you're supposed to be listening. No, it's blue. Anakin steps back as the younglings spiraled out of control, their discussion turning into a competition about who had watched more hollows of Mace Windu showing training moves with his purple lightsaber. Whoa, hey, younglings! Their collective chatter grew louder and louder, and each time Anakin called for their attention, they stirred themselves into their own conversations, like he didn't exist. He sighed, head in hands, and was just thankful that neither Obi-Wan nor Padme was around
0: to see this. Okay, this part starts off with Anakin feeling like something was wrong with the Force. He had felt this way before, but he just thought that it was because of the state of the galaxy. But this time was different. This time it was in the Jedi Temple, a place of refuge for the life side of the Force. Well, that's what you would think because that's where all the Jedi were at. But as we've seen Palpatine, Darth Sidious himself visited the Jedi Temple and nobody figured out he was a Sith Lord. Well, I think Yoda had his suspicions. Remember in Revenge of the Sith when Mace and Yoda were at Palpatine's office, Yoda gives him a look that makes me think he might've known. Why he didn't act on it still boggles my brain till this day, but I guess we'll never know. Okay back to Anakin, because he is having a real problem communicating with the younglings. All his preparations have gone out the window. They aren't even paying attention to him. He is using words that they don't even know. What child is going to know what humility means? So he is struggling to keep their attention. This causes them to start talking about everything else. Some are talking about Mace's videos using his purple lightsaber, and for Anakin he is just happy that Obi-Wan and Padme aren't there to see this. See that has always been Anakin's biggest downfall. Caring about what others think of him. Last week, I heard someone say the most brilliant saying ever. You will always be a slave to the world if you are concerned with what it thinks of you. Basically, stop caring about what others think of you or you will be caught up trying to impress them. I should have used that for the quote this week, but that's what he does his whole life. Even when he turns to the dark side and becomes Vader, he needs appraisal from Sidious to confirm that he is doing the right thing. That's why he never tried to overthrow his master. He needed that confirmation. It wasn't until he had Luke believe in him that it broke the cycle. But as we see here, he was more worried about what Obi-Wan and Padme would think than he was with dealing with the younglings. Which if you think about it, Ahsoka was a great Padawan. She became a wise and formidable Force user. She was trained by Anakin and learned a great deal from him. Maybe as one of those do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do things. But at this point, Anakin is struggling to teach this group of younglings. So let's finish off this part and see if he can get it together. <laughs>
1: The younglings eventually settled on their own. And once a dip occurred in their volume, he seized the moment. Younglings, look. Let's save the questions for the end, okay? Some of them snapped back to attention, the younger ones lost in their own world. What I learned on the way to becoming a Jedi Knight. He started again. Humility. Trust. Focus. All of the tenets... One of the younglings yawned, throwing Anakin off. Several seconds passed, most eyes locked on him, and in return Anakin bounced between each of their gazes. Anything he'd planned was completely gone, and instead he was left with a roomful of younglings and zero words of wisdom to pass along. He'd have to figure out a way. But really, this was what he excelled at on the battlefield. Surely he could handle a speech to younglings. I would say it's not what I learned. It's who I learned it from. Across my entire life. When I was young, I had a friend on Tatooine. His name was Kidster. Anakin paused, thinking of the young boy with shaggy black hair and a confident grin. The endless pranks that he'd either played on Anakin or convinced Anakin to partake in. He took a moment, sending a wish into the Force that Kidster made it off Tatooine as well. He helped me find joy during a difficult upbringing. Showed me that we could find something worthwhile in even the barest of sand dunes. My mother. He paused, the echoes of that night on Tatooine still fresh. And Anakin looked over at some by to hide his expression. She taught me compassion she taught me to fix things she encouraged me to be curious to want more to find a way even when the Republic's laws weren't there for her his memories turned not to the violent bloody final moments in the huts of Tuscan Raiders but tucked in bed the Sun Dragon myth once again playing in his mind heart she was all heart and she wanted me to feel that way as well, to believe in my heart. My master, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's on the council, one youngling said. That's right, he's helping out for now. Anakin left it at that given that even he didn't fully understand who was rotating in or for how long during the recent chaos. Duty, honesty, hard work. He was a great example of that. See, this is the thing. Every single person you encounter in your life, you can learn from them. Even if you only see them from time to time. My friend, Representative Binks. You know Representative Binks from Naboo? Several of the children nodded. He walks buddy, one young Ling said. He taught me loyalty. And to never judge people. You say he walks funny, but to him, that's just how Gungans walk. As a Jedi, you'll encounter many different people. During your training, during your missions, politicians, locals. A smile formed on his face. Something that might have given him away in other circumstances. Royalty. Some of them you'll see again and again, and... Other times your paths will only cross for the briefest of moments. But you can learn from every one of those encounters. Because every being in the galaxy has something to offer. Sometimes, he sucked in a breath. It just takes a little bit of patience to find it. The room sat quiet, the silence of children waiting for more. One youngling, a Chalhaddon with horns just beginning to sprout, slowly raised their hand. ''Master?'' ''Yes?'' ''That's a lot to remember,'' they said. ''It is,'' he said, and his laugh was contagious enough to cause the others to join in. ''If you can't remember any of that, try this. I had a friend once, his name was Qui-Gon Jin. You may hear about him from time to time.'' He was a great wise man. He cared. And he questioned. He once told me, right before one of the biggest moments of my life, to feel, don't think, trust your instincts. Anakin felt the weight of observation behind him, and he turned to see Mace Windu taking a quick peek before moving forward. A familiar scowl on his face. Sometimes things like that, you might already know it but it helps to have someone you trust give you permission. Understand? A collective mm mm-hmm came across the younglings, and relief washed over Anakin. His original speech would have gone on three or four times longer than his impromptu list of people who'd shifted his life's direction. And yet this seemed like enough. Still, he had time to fill. All right, he said arms out. Let's try questions again, one question at a time. All the younglings raised their hands. Please! Thirty minutes and some cheap acrobatic tricks later, the younglings filed out one by one as the long overdue Padawan arrived to gather the initiates. Anakin gave a wave to each one, sometimes followed with a bye or a thank you. The last one exited, and Anakin looked at the chrono on the wall of the small training room. He still had to go to the Chancellor's office for the rescheduled formal introduction of the latest Jedi Knights. Such a task barely blipped in his mind. Many would have found meeting the ruler of the free galaxy to be a monumental occasion, but for Anakin, it would be a watered-down version of the occasional breakfasts or walks he'd had with his longtime friend. Did the others even realize that the Chancellor had enjoyed casual conversations with him ever since he arrived in Coruscant? If not... Anakin decided discretion seemed the smarter option. He received enough grief with rumors of the Chosen Ones spreading around at a time when Padawan competitiveness came out in all kinds of passive-aggressive ways. It didn't matter, really. He knew his friendship with Palpatine was genuine, which meant that Palpatine wouldn't take offense when Anakin barely paid attention during the formalities. Because his mind would be elsewhere. On the final night, Padme would be on Coruscant. Instead of waiting for the ceremony later, Anakin let his mind indulge right then. Wandering into a dream. Not the dreams of sleep, when nightmares and visions often collided. But a waking moment, when possibilities seemed endless. When a night with Padme wouldn't always be a fleeting moment slipping through their fingers. Anakin gave in to the indulgence of the moment, imagining a galaxy beyond that where he could do everything he was meant to do without any other restrictions of the Jedi Order. A simple freedom to exist, to do the things Anakin and Pat may excel at, yet free from scrutiny or judgment or limitations that forced them into wearing disguises in Coruscant's underworld. Perhaps someday it would be possible. Someday they'd be able to see each other every day. But for now, the reality of the situation was that they had one night. He blinked, returning to the moment. Now what would they do? Stealth remained critical for two people such as them. And there was the allure of staying in and letting things naturally unfold between them. But spending time out together was such a rare occurrence... Something to possibly indulge in if they did indeed have the means and the master. Anakin looked down. One of the younglings back to grab a small bag left behind. Oh. Hello again. Um. His mind raced for the most appropriate way to close this out as quickly as possible. May the force be with you. Okay. See you tomorrow. Right, uh-huh. By the time the youngling crossed the threshold, her words registered. Wait, what do you mean tomorrow? The mission. We're coming with you. Um, you must be mistaken. Anakin said, reminding himself to use a gentle tone and let the youngling down easily. I'm off to Langston. We're delivering medical supplies, I know. See you at the shuttle tomorrow. The youngling turned on her heel, then sprinted off to catch up with her Padawan leader. Anakin took several steps forward past the doorway before stopping. The group of younglings disappeared down the long hallway, leaving Anakin to wonder if Obi-Wan was right. Dealing with younglings
0: was much harder than stopping a war. Now it seems like Anakin is better at fighting battles than teaching younglings, or at least he feels that way. But when he gets to talking about what he has learned from others, this seems to spark their interest. But when he speaks of his mother, I think it was a little insensitive of him, and he should know better. Most younglings don't remember their mother, they were taken from their parents when they were babies. So how in the heck can they relate to that? But I guess it worked because they were all paying attention. This is until he brought up Obi-Wan Kenobi, then one of them said that he was on the council, Anakin doesn't know how to respond, so he just agrees. After a few more minutes, one of the younglings asks how he was supposed to remember all of this stuff, and that's when Anakin told them what Qui-Gon told him before the race, back when he was young. Then he told them that they could ask questions, and after 30 minutes or so had passed, the younglings left the room, but one of the younglings told him that he would see him tomorrow. Confused, he states that he was going on a mission. The youngling tells him that they were going with him, and that's where this part came to an end. I think all that is happening is building up to something, I just wish it wasn't taking so long. We're almost a quarter of the way through the book and no real action, but what can you do? Okay, let's get to the quote of this week and it comes to us from Eleanor Roosevelt. She said never allow a person to tell you no who doesn't have the power to say yes. So let's break down what she meant by this. Say you had an idea that you wanted to pitch to a company. You are going to want to talk to a person that can tell you yes. Anyone other than a person that can tell you yes is just a waste of your time. This is where you will have to do your research. You will need to find out who makes those yes decisions, then you will need to find an avenue to talk to them. If it has something to do with content, the best way is to find the company's AR rep. AR stands for Advertising Representative. They are the go-to when you are trying to find sponsors. Whoever the person is that you need to give you that yes is the person that you need to talk to. You don't ever want to talk to the lowest man on the totem pole. He can't tell you yes anyway. He doesn't have the authority to say yes. His job is to block you from getting to the person that can say yes. Yes, and I mean just that, block you, or steal your idea. You want to talk to the head of the snake, not the tail. The tail just rattles and keeps you occupied while the head strikes. But if you get in front of the head, you are more likely to get your idea made, or get a good price for your idea. Okay, that's all I have for today. Join us next week for part 16. We hope to see you there Sway was created by Keen Eye Shed and is a production of Pick Film Media and was distributed by Sway Cast Networks. This show was produced by Quinn McDaniel. Star Wars Brotherhood was read to you by Jason O'Dagan. Sound designed by Theodore Thompson. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.